Hi friends, welcome to Happily Even After. I'm Life Coach Jen, a certified life coach that specializes in relationships. I'm a mom of four awesome kids and one amazing son-in-law, a home decorator, a remodeler, a shopper, a scrabbler, and a snuggler. I want to help you with your relationships, mainly the relationship you have with yourself, your family, and God. Thanks for listening and letting me share the tools I have learned that can help you live happily, even after some of life's greatest challenges. Hey friends, welcome to today's podcast. Today I have a really special guest on. I'm so excited to introduce her to you, and I'm going to mostly let her introduce herself, but um, her name's Ashley, and she does my hair. And (laughs) I get my hair done like every four weeks, and so I really rely on the person doing my hair because I am vain and I don't want gray (laughs) hair and I like looking good. So anyways, so I'm just so grateful. And for her, because my other hairdresser, hairstylist moved um, one time and, and she made room for me in her schedule. And I'm just so grateful. And I've loved getting to know her. And the thing that I want to say before she starts sharing her story, because her story maybe I don't want to say heavy, but it's a big topic, just like things I talk about with infidelity, betrayal. It's a form of betrayal. But um, one thing I have learned in sharing my story is it connects us with other women who feel safe then to share their story. And I really feel like, like I love going to get my hair styled every four weeks. I look forward to hanging out with Ashley because we connect on a deep level. It's not like I mean, we might talk about our kids, but we're like, oh my gosh, this is the latest or (laughs) this is what happened. And I think it's a time that she sees me and I see her and she hears me and I hear her. So it's a moment that we don't have all the time with the relationships in our life. And someone that is your hairstylist, you might not have that relationship with anyone, but that's why I think it's important to share our stories if we feel the need, because it really can connect us with other women, other people who have maybe a different story than us, but their story still needs to be heard. It needs to be witnessed. It needs to have a voice. And so I was like, do you want to be on my podcast? And she was awesome and agreed. So today I'm so excited to have her. So Ashley, tell us a little bit about your cute family and yourself. And Well, Jen, thanks so much for having me. I Really, this is an honor. Just like you mentioned, yeah, we've been able to have some really good conversations. And um, I love my chair for that reason because I do get to meet a lot of people and connect with them on like a deeper level. So I am, I've been a hairdresser, I, I'm going to say 20 years because I started hair school in 04, well, 03 actually. So coming up on 20 years. And so a lot of my life. And then I got married at a young age to a wonderful man. And I'm so grateful for his partnership. He's really been a rock in my life. He's a firefighter and he's been a firefighter for the last 10 years. And that's like our little seven-year-old boy just looks up to him like he's this big hero, which he is in our family. And and I am the mom of three handsome boys. My oldest is 15, just started high school this year, which is really weird for me because he's actually going to the same high school that I went to when I was his age. So it's weird to be on this side of things. It's like a full circle event. (laughs) Yeah. Walking in, I'm like, this is so bizarre. And then my middle one, he's starting junior high. And then my youngest, he'll be eight next. Well, this coming Sunday, actually, he's super excited about his birthday. So I love them. And they're my why of why I've chosen to be the chain breaker in my my family. Yeah, which I I love that 
concept as a chain breaker yeah. because it has to happen somewhere. I feel like I am a chain breaker mm. because it helps. We have these beautiful children yeah. that it's not fair what they uh, yeah, know about, experience, whatever. Yeah. But it's like, no, we can break that chain so we can help heal ourselves mm -hmm. Yeah, and heal them. For sure. And give them a life that I never got and be able to teach them a new pattern and to start a new pattern, help them become good men in this crazy world. <laughs> yes. So let's just go into talking about your story. Like, you know, give us give us the gist of your life as a young girl, baby girl, um, young woman. So I'm going to actually start when yeah. I was 13 years old because because this is where my memory really does start, um, like my story, I guess, because when I was 13, I, which is so weird because now I have a son that's like approaching this age and this is where a lot of like the healing also starts because you start seeing yourself and your kids and like, oh my gosh, I'm a parent now and I see where they, where I was. And so my dad, he like molested me as a 13 year old and it was just kind of your textbook molestation that you would kind of normally think about, which was traumatic in and of itself. And I got to a point, it was probably like after a year, so maybe when I was 14, I like eventually like told on him. And then he, you know, confessed to the bishop and the stake president and he was excommunicated and kind of he got put in the system and I got put in the system where there, you know, we did, I did therapy, he did therapy. And so by the time I got into, like, and he had left the home, all the things, he went, he served time in, in jail for a little bit. And, and as a young girl, like, I don't know what's normal in that situation, what to expect. Um, in hindsight, I can see like where a lot of things didn't really go the way I think it should have been. But by the time I got into high school, I just, my dad was like back in the home. It was just kind of part of therapy. And I had come to a place of forgiving him. And I saw him try to go through all the repentance process and was like, oh, he wants to be a better person. And so I kind of just moved forward after that. Never talked about my story. Never shared that that ever happened to me as a kid. I had a lot of shame around it, truthfully, which was probably more embarrassed and kind of even even protected my yeah, which abuser is, yeah, <laughs> in a way. I can totally relate to that. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting day. Like, I don't even know what to call it. Like a. The, just the dynamic. Dynamic of, yeah. of, I don't know, almost like a brain chemistry that happens. That, like part of the abuse, like you end up like yeah. defending them. So anyway, so then I got married when I was 19, pretty much like right out of high school. And, and did you tell your husband about this? Did you even. I did, did you, because mm -hmm. um, we got married in the temple and my dad was still excommunicated at the time. And so he was not going to be in the temple as like one of the witnesses. And so I had to kind of let him know like, oh, and by the way, like my dad's not going to be there. So then that was kind of like my first time probably like sharing my story with just even that part about it. And so, so that was just kind of a part about it. My husband was upset and, you know, he worked through it and then, you know, we got married and it was just, just been great. And then we have our boys and I kind of was in, I wanted to believe that my dad had changed. And right. so I just kind of turned off my you know, like I do believe in a Christ that provided an atonement that does allow people to change. So I, I wanted to believe in that for him and to have healing for him and healing for me. And so I just kind of moved forward with my life and didn't realize how much of in the abuse I was still until I got older. Like the last two years, I started waking up to things that had happened to me before 13 because then I realized like how much I had disassociated, which disassociation yes. you and I've talked yes. about in the studio mm -hmm. um, and how 
it's I, I like to look at it as like the Holy Ghost, like kind of wrapping you up in a cloak and kind of removing you into third person and protecting you from the events that are happening because it's so traumatic that your brain is like, I can't do this at yeah. all. It's like it's totally protecting you. Yeah. And as I've gotten older and I've been on like a kind of like a healing journey, like, you know, I really like the growth mindset and started seeing a holistic practitioner. And I, you know, I've, I was really like attracted to growing spiritually, physically, emotionally, all these things. And um, I think it prepped me to come to a point where it was almost like that cloak was starting to unveil itself and just like, hey, you're ready to now understand that there's a deeper part of you that needs healing. Not just age 13, Ashley. There was from birth up until this age 13. And I have a sister who's five years younger than me who had left our family in 2015. So like a while ago. And she completely went like off the grid, completely cut us all out. And and I knew she had some trauma herself. And I just didn't really understand what was going on with her. And she kind of just ran away. And then her and I after, well, I, okay, sorry. So about two years ago, two and a half years ago, like things started to come to a head with my family that it was getting like just kind of just toxic behavior. The way that my sisters were treating me and my mom was treating me and there was stuff that had happened where my little, little boy, he was two at the time, maybe three, something happened with him and my dad in the basement. And I don't still don't even know to this day what happened that he came upstairs screaming and I was just like, what the heck? And that's, it kind of started waking something up in me of like, I've never even thought that my kids wouldn't be safe around my dad. But then I realized that like I had just completely shut off any sort of. Yeah. Now you're like your brain's like, oh, maybe we aren't safe here. Yeah. Yeah. And even my husband was like something didn't feel right with that. So that started waking me up slowly, which also led to like us putting a hard boundary down with not being around our family anymore. And so and I had had a dream that the Lord was very like, it's okay to leave. Like they're in my hands. I need you to keep growing. So. That fast forward to like June of 21, I had actually reconnected with my sister that left the family and it had been a long time. I missed her and her and I started emailing and then we started texting and then eventually we met in person and we, she just started sharing with me like why she left the family and she just started sharing with me all of these memories that she had and they were memories of me. She's five years younger. Memories of me when I was like 10 and nine and I'm like, what the heck? And it was of our parents doing stuff to abuse to all of us. And How many children? Oh, I'm the oldest of five okay. kids, and she's the fourth child. So she was just remembering all this stuff, and I'm like, why don't I remember any of this? This is crazy. So that's when I, I really started praying and was like, Lord, like if there's something else, like I need to know, I need you to, I'll do the work. I just need to know if this is true. And Anyway, and I got confirmation after confirmation after confirmation, and then it was like the floodgates from that point forward just started when I started realizing what I had grown up in, and it was traumatic. And, you know, my parents were, or they still are, I'm pretty sure they're still involved because this is, it's like, you don't just stop this kind of stuff. You know, you don't give a a dog tastes blood. It's just yeah. like, Yeah, and it's sex, any sort of sexual Yeah, it's addiction an addiction. Is- yeah really hard especially if you're not in therapy you're getting help it's possible to heal but they're yeah it's like the fix that they got like from taking advantage of little kids and so yeah I just started realizing I was working with my holistic practitioner more I I started doing um like inner child therapy work and that's where a lot of stuff started coming out like realizing as I was able to connect with inner child Ashley who had never even been acknowledged until this point really she was just 
plugged it like in the back of my brain, not even didn't even know that there was a part of me that that much time that needed to be healed. And just started waking up to I was we were drugged and you know, my parents would do these rituals with that were actually correlated to like LDS temple ceremonies. Like they're really similar and they kind of integrate like so like I, I was raised in the LDS church. Like I really thought we were like a good LDS family from the in- outside looking in. You'd think, oh my gosh, like they're like a good family. They go to church every week. Their kids are getting baptized. They're everyone's going on missions. Like just all the things like we checked off the boxes and then behind closed doors, like they were, you know, doing things that were just horrific. Know, horrific. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, just taking advantage of us sexually. And I feel like, ugh, I don't know. There is just, it's heavy. It's heavy stuff. And I don't want to go into like a ton of details about it because like yeah. know a lot of people don't like to hear about it, but just it was. But it happens. It happens, and, and it happened to you. Yeah, exactly. And that's what matters. Yeah, and yeah, all our our siblings and yeah. So and as my memories were coming back, and they were like lining up with my sisters, and like some of hers were different than mine, but they like the pieces just kept coming together and just understanding who who my parents really were, the betrayal and the deep wounds that I was finding were awful, like really awful, like understanding yeah. who even my mother like that was like my biggest wound still is to a, this day like I've come to a good place about stuff but you know like I'm a mom myself like I would never want anything to happen yeah. to my kids let it's alone like, me actually doing something purposely to harm them and take advantage of that but I also understand my parents were victims themselves and like they were also abused and their parents were also abused like they both come from a line of just horrific abuse and mm-hmm. I got to a point where I'm like, no, I, I don't I don't want this to be. Yeah, we our, don't need this anymore in our yeah, life. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I know that was hard, yeah. but it's your reality. Mm-hmm. And I think when we own our reality, own our truth, that helps us heal. But I love how you've made this experience that is horrible, awful, ultimate betrayal from mm-hmm. your own parents. Mm-hmm. You've made this beautiful life. So share that part. Um, thank you. Yeah, I've been very motivated to, I mean, just if I kind of go back to kind of like 13 year old me, just even that simple part of the the trauma, that abuse is just like already that being a chain breaker. But then once I realized even further, like that this is a generational like cult ritual thing that goes back so far, I don't even realize how far back it goes and, and like facing the darkness and you know, like turning around and being like, no, I choose, I choose Jesus in this. And because of him, no matter like the depth of the pain, he can truly heal us. And I've really grown to love being a mom and realizing, like I said earlier, like giving to my boys what I didn't have, talking and being open with my boys. And, you know, as my 15 year old's been growing up, like it's been really cool to like just be open and honest with him and he's open and honest with me and we have this wonderful relationship and I have moments where I'm like I never got these kind of conversations with my parents like and just he can come to me and like with anything that he's like troubled with at school or learning or as he's growing up things are changing and he's developing and dealing with friends or anything like he anything that happens he's able to come and talk to me and I want that to be a a safe place for him that no matter what he says and does like I want to just be there for him because I didn't have that, you know, yeah. and to create a good relationship with my, my husband, you know, like, and show our boys that like, this is what a healthy marriage looks like. 
we struggle, but we still like strive to like we're committed. We're yeah, and dedicated. it's okay to we all have struggles, right? Yeah, but it's in the repair in yes. the what we say and yeah. what we we say what we mean. Yeah, and we do what we say. Yeah, yeah. And so, what's your relationship now with your family? So I have so my sister I told you about her and I mm-hmm. are super close. We talk like every day. And then I have two sisters that are still with my parents, and they aren't very happy that I'm sharing these things, if I'm being honest. And um, my parents, when I after I did my live with Eric Mutsos um, back in October, so almost a year ago, that was like kind of my first time, like, hey, like, hey, this is real, like, this is what's going on. I made people really mad <laughs> about sharing my story. So not only did I receive a lot of like growth from it, I also received a lot of backlash for sharing the truth and my sisters I pray for them every day and I really hope that one day that they'll wake up to what their experience was when they they grew up but right now they are really and you angry have a, with do you me. have a brother or no oh and I do okay. have a brother I'm sorry no it's okay he he's in the middle of his healing journey too like he's you know just slowly like it's different because men are different you know with yeah. their emotions and he's been working on on identifying emotions and understanding them and mm-hmm. having boundaries and learning that that's Christ-like still and it's okay. And I think we were all conditioned growing up to being Christ-like we yes. were taken advantage of. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> I I love – because Christ, you can still be Christ-like and have a boundary. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. you don't have to – that doesn't mean you have to like everyone. You don't have to let everyone – you don't have to be nice to your parents because your parents – did some really awful things, yeah. right? Yeah. And until they can find healing, which yeah. may never happen on this life. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. It's okay that you, whatever your boundary is, it's okay. Right. Yeah. I had to learn that the hard, like, yeah. you know, as I grew up. Yeah. And I then, thought that if I was letting people, like, take advantage of me, basically, that I was being more loving and Christ-like. And when I saying no was actually okay <laughs> yes yeah it's totally okay to so, say no. yeah yes i love that um is there anything else like you would like to tell people like what if someone else has had experience of sexual trauma and on that line i just want to tell people you can heal i mm-hmm. i've just watched you like you're blossoming like thank into you. this beautiful woman thank you and i think i've met you on maybe the beginning of your journey, but like just watching you and watching all your Instagram posts and Facebook and um, you're just so positive and a light to the world. Whereas I think, you know, a lot of your life was dark. Yeah. So people, if they're in the beginning stages of remembering something that's terrible has happened to them, like what would advice would you give them? I like that question. You know, I, (sighs) Jesus is seriously like the the answer in my mind if you just develop a relationship with him. And by doing that, like, I truly encourage people to, like, be in your scriptures and study his life and and really desire to get to know him. He's so real. He's so, so real. And he can, he's with us everywhere we go. He's there, like, waiting for us to come to him. And he's always inviting us. And we have to put the work in and, you know, open that door and invite him in. And, yeah, so that's, I mean, obviously, like, therapy is amazing and finding a good therapist. and uh, But, like, involving him in your healing is everything. Did you ever have a point? Because I've been in a lot of, like, therapy groups and circles, and they're angry at God. And I myself have, have been angry at God. It's yeah. like, 
we somehow blame God mm -hmm. for what our parents or our husbands have yeah. done to us. And it's like, he for sure didn't. He didn't yes. do that. But it's easy to also think like people can get angry at God. Like, yeah. what, did you ever experience yeah. that? I will. Yeah. And I still like it's it still reoccurs because there's still parts of Ash, little inner Ashley that isn't healed all the way. I've healed a lot of layers and I'm still healing and I mm -hmm. it'll just be a, a continual lifestyle. And I've I've had moments where, yes, I am. It's funny. I actually like struggle if when I do feel angry, at, I feel more angry towards God, the father mm -hmm. than I do Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's like more daddy wounds mm -hmm. I've noticed in my mm -hmm. life where like it, a little bit like how could you have let this happen to me kind of thing. But also I'm like, okay, I have Jesus. I can utilize his atonement to help me heal. Like, so I see the tools that's been provided, but also then, yeah, I've had my moments of feeling angry and it does stem from mother and father wounds that are there. Yeah. Makes which makes, oh, it makes total sense. Yeah. And so, so, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I've been mad at God. Yeah. <laughs> But also he, at the same time, like, even when I've been mad at him, like, he's so very loving and understanding that when I do, like, come back, I'm like, I'm sorry. Okay, I had a moment. You know, it's almost like I'm mad at dad. Like, you're, yeah. you make, I'm mad at you. I need a moment to, like, just have a time out. And then I always come around. Yeah. So. Which is, I think, great. And give yourself, if you're feeling, like, angry at God or angry at your situation, like, I think giving yourself yeah. compassion yeah. Um, is so important. Yeah. And, and I've learned to do that, thankfully, over time. And yeah. Not shaming myself yes. for my feelings, you know, because yes. that was a lot. We weren't allowed to feel anything growing up. We were just very, you know, like you have to be happy all the time. And so I've learned a lot in this new healing stage the last two years of I'm angry or I'm resentful or I'm lots yeah, of whatever. And feelings everyone are okay to feel. Yeah. Like that's, we were made to feel all the feelings yeah. in the world. Yeah. If we weren't we wouldn't have had you know good and evil like we yeah. needed we needed that we needed yeah. that example yeah. to that's how we have to be given yeah. the opposition to understand yes. like and then maybe that's where i like my love for christ has also come to such a beautiful place because i have tasted some pretty dark stuff and it, it almost like i mean i have this arrow around my neck actually because i love the concept of the arrow because the only way an arrow can be projected forward is to be pulled backwards mm. and as far as you pull it backwards is as far as it will go forward and so there is that or that pendulum swing or kind of that concept of or like the deeper the roots the higher the the tree can grow kind of thing so I've been kind of pulled in those like really big sides and so I've I don't know it's almost like I've been compensated or desired to taste that light even more so because I've tasted the and the felt dark. the dark, you know, and like in, in my therapy sessions, you know, when I've encompassed and like and gone into those dark situations and trying to heal those younger child moments and they're heavy, they're dark, they're all encompassing and you just want to crumble. But then when the Lord comes in and his light just dissipates all of that and you just feel that peace and calm, then you're like, oh. Yeah. And I think we're so all much looking, better. <laughs> we're all looking for peace and calm. I remember yeah. going through my divorce and I just I wanted to feel peace so badly. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just please, I just need to feel peace. Yeah. And I can finally say I feel peace. Yeah. And even though it's a journey and obviously some days I don't feel peace, yes. but I feel peace more than I don't. Mm -hmm. And I know that you do too. Cause you can just it emanates like your light oh, shines. You. You're thank always you. shining. Oh, brightly. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs>
I don't yeah. know why this came to my mind. I feel like I need to share it. So I was thinking about, I mean, I talked to you about this a lot. I like, I love The Chosen, the, the mm-hmm. show The Chosen. It's a great way to also come in understanding Jesus. But the part where like the story of Christ when he is pulling Peter out of the water after he's been walking on the water and grabs him and he says, oh, ye of little faith. Like this story has always been like, why the heck? Like, why is he telling Peter he has such a little faith? It's like, I try to be super faithful. I'm not walking on water, you know, it. And I learned and realized that it wasn't him saying, oh, you didn't have enough faith, Peter. He's like, why didn't you stay in your faith? Because the little isn't more, is more of like a duration. Like your faith only lasted so long. You, you let fear in, you let the devil in, you know, like believe in me. And when we rely on him truly, and we stay in our faith, which is obviously easier said than done because storms are always going to come and we're always faced with opposition, but it's a matter of returning and Repent means to turn back to Christ always and just keep turning back to him because we're always going to be fallible humans and just remember that he's there to yeah. be a light in your life and rely on his his strength because by myself, I'm I'm nothing. <laughs> so, well, thank you so much, Ashley, for coming welcome. in and sharing your story, really sharing your light thank and you. sharing your love for Christ and your family, the cutest boys ever. Ashley, tell us how we can follow you. If anyone is interested more in your story, I know you've done a live with people and you share it um, on your Instagram or Facebook. So my Instagram page is ashmarieisme with dots in between each word. I have a link in my bio if you want. Like I did that live interview with Eric and I saved it. It's in that link. You can go find it and and I, I do, I want to just keep sharing my story and just like allow other people to understand that like it doesn't matter where you were or whatever's happened to you, that there's always a place for healing for you. And there's always a place with Christ. It doesn't matter what's happened to you because he can, his yes. love and light is all encompassing, take care of the darkness. So thanks so much. Appreciate you. Sure. And thanks everyone for listening today. Have a great day. If you want to learn how to live happily even after, sign up for my email at lifecoachjen1n.com. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Happily Even After Podcast. Let's work together to create your happily even after.